rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. God, oh my God, what the hell? My name is Tara Devlin. Where you been? Where the hell have you guys been? I've been here. Where were you? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much for hanging out. We have a regular show on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it. And, yeah, I haven't been able to do a weekday special all week, well, for a couple of weeks now, but, yeah, I'm glad to be able to do one tonight. I was, I wanted to, I mean, what the hell, I have to get together with you guys for my mental health, frankly, which is hanging by a thread. I don't know about you. Um... All week, I've been entire. I mean, I've been pissed my whole life, basically. I was going to say I was pissed all week, but then, really, to be honest, I've been pissed since Zygote, frankly, when I came out of the womb and I saw that my mother was Jean Devlin, and I was like, shit, we're in for a ride here. And here we are. I didn't know that living in the last days of the American Republic was on hand, but hey, we live in interesting times. And don't, I'm not saying that just to be hyperbolic or whatever, or I'm not, you know it, we're not kidding around. It is, we are living in the last days of the American Republic. We are on the precipice of no return it's not you're not seeing things i mean for years i've been saying this i've been i feel like cassandra in the in the ancient myth who if you don't know the myth she was cursed to know the future but no one would believe her so she went around yelling about hey all the disasters that are going to happen and she was brushed off as a kook. I don't know if I was brushed off as a kook, but met, um, some of my friends, other people like in this business, so to speak, who do this liberal or political uh, pundit. What is it? Is it punditry? I don't know. Political. Keep their eyes on politics. We understood. I we understood that the Republican Party. Republican Party, excuse me, I know. I'm I'm getting used to it myself. Republican Party again, I have something in my face. Um is an illegitimate not it's an anti-American party. It's fundamentally anti-American. Oh, okay. You need me to bring the receipts? Fine. Republican Republicans are as throughout Western civilization, we have always, democracies have had to contend with the power of organized money. Republicans are 
the party of organized money. They are a, they're completely full of shit. I'm sorry, I, I had, I don't know. Uh, I know I'm not going to curse, but whatever. I'm trying not to. It's not fit. I'm not succeeding. So the other thing is I feel a little rusty right now. I love getting together with you guys every night as much as I can. So if you can become a patron, be a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. The fact is we are bleeding patrons now. And I don't blame patrons, of course. I don't blame the show necessarily. I think it's just the times that we live in and people are making cutbacks and they just can't afford it. And I I know I've received um, some letters, well, emails from people just explaining that they've had some tragic events in their lives and um, some have lost their income and they they need to make these cutbacks. So anybody who can be a patron but yeah, consider yourselves lucky, I suppose, and consider I consider myself lucky. Um, as soon as if we have our head above water, but as as long as we have our as long as we're above ground, I suppose we're kind of uh, doing better than a lot of people. Because sometimes when I get down, in general, I'm just saying as well. Here's the therapy part of the show. I get down and I start thinking about the finite nature of reality in life, not reality. Reality will go on without me. But I think about my my life, my limited lifespan. I have an existential crisis approximately every 15 minutes. And I, even when I'm having a bad day, I start trying to talk myself down off the ledge with the help of my friends of course, and Shannon. <laughs> not that Shannon's not a friend. <laughs> My friends and Shannon. That didn't sound right. Uh, Shannon. I'm saying Shannon, who's in the chat. One of my dearest, bestest friends on earth. So I didn't, I didn't, I only said it like that because I looked up and I saw Shannon was in the chat. So <laughs> whatever, you know what I'm saying. And I think that, um, when I start getting down, I start remembering that many people don't have the luxury to get down, to feel down in the dumps because they, they're not here anymore. Maybe they, maybe they were a, a victim, another Republican victim. Maybe they're the two, one of the 200, one uh, over 200,000 Americans who are prematurely dead because of the ineptitude and greed and stupidity of this country. And in general, we live uh, a short period of time in the, in the relation of life. And uh, all, you know, I mean, well, I'm sounding like an idiot now, whatever. Um, I'm just, I just think that what is the point of life? What is the meaning of life? Really? And I don't, that's why I really don't understand Republicans. I don't get them. Oh, well, I do get them in a way. They are base. They're, they cultivate the worst aspects of the human condition. They are the 
aspects of the human condition that we evolve away from in order to have a functioning society. So they don't really have an interest in having a functioning society. Well, they want an in- they they have an interest in themselves. Selfishness. The center of the universe. That's why they are fundamentally unfit to function in a democracy. See, if you if you want a modern democracy that works for all, you have to be able to get al- not just not get along with people. You have to be able to live with people who aren't just like you. You have to have the maturity to not be afraid of the other. Do not be tricked by a goddamn greed-centered, tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man who tickles your your racist funny bones and 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 divides and conquers this country. And you lay and you make it so easy. That I mean, really. So I don't really understand why um, someone would want to spend their limited lifespan, the short period of life of time that we spend together, in this blip. Why they want to spend that time? I don't know, kicking down on others, accumulating more wealth that you could never spend in a thousand lifetimes while your fellow Americans are at each other's throats by design. They do that to us by design. The fact is, Republicans fall for it. That's why they make me sick, and they make this entire country sick. So, when I get down in general, I think, well, I have the luxury of feeling depressed. You know what I mean? So, I should, I have gratitude in that sense. That I'm still here. I'm still alive. I'm still able to fight. And because we only share this blip of time, we, don't you feel, I don't know, I feel this way, that we have an obligation to leave this world better than we found it to leave something behind something decent now you tell me somebody out there i've been asking forever about republicans like what do they bring to the table what do they add to the conversation what do they enhance have they ever done a single thing to help someone down on their luck no i can answer that question absolutely not i've been asking this question for ages now they would say to us to me that um oh well uh babies this is what i because i i only know that they will say this because they say it to me on my twitter feed and wherever else they 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 contact me to call me um a dyke or something you know so uh Well, guilty as charged, but I don't see there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? Hey. And I also feel that if uh, Republicans are that, if if they're so motivated by what I say to track me down, to send me an email, I think I'm doing it correctly. 
I took that time out of their life. I triggered them. So they had to go find me and send me an email about, and it's usually misspelled. I mean, not usually, it is always misspelled. And it sounds like an, uh, an undisciplined adolescent wrote it. Someone, an adolescent who skipped preschool and elementary school. A little schoolyard bully. That's what it sounds like to me. They're, very, they're embarrassing, really. Like that, uh, who said that? Ben Franklin. I guess it's been at, attributed to many different people. Uh, it's better to keep your mouth shut and remain a fool than open it up and remove all doubt. That's who they are. They remove all doubt. You know what happens here, even on the show, when they they pop in on the feed and they'll send me whatever. They'll what, what do they do? They'll on the chat. They'll send a it's always this Trump 2020. Right. And they uh, they always misspell everything that they're trying to say. Which is it's it's really um, it's embarrassing for them. Really, uh, it's not that hard to figure out where to put the apostrophe. Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. You know, that's you learn that in elementary school, right? That's why they they skip that. They skip that whole process. They have not matured. They are emotionally stunted, spiritually stunted. Absolutely. Oh, they think. They're so godly, which makes them spiritually stunted. You're so godly. They ha- they don't have. They don't know what God is. I-, I wish they were godly. If they were godly, we wouldn't have this problem. We wouldn't have a problem of a tax cheating, draft dodging con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, tickling racist funny bones. That wouldn't be a problem. We we wouldn't have to be sitting here stressed out, as always, um, what's going to happen with health care. These effing freaks, you see, these effing freaks, these immature, um, emotionally stunted, spiritually stunted dupes and grifters, they, if, if only they believed in their Jesus that they pretend to worship. Because their Jesus, I don't know where they found that one. He certainly wasn't the, the socialist hippie walking around the desert with a bunch of guys giving out free health care. No. The only holy obligation for this Jesus is gay bashing. Something that Jesus never... Never said a goddamn word about. And in fact, it can be argued, and it is argued, that there are stories in the Bible about Jesus. Well, there's one story in the Bible about Jesus healing the the slave of a Roman centurion, but not just the slave. Oh, the, the word that is used in the translation was was always, well, not always, I don't know, was understood to be um, the man's lover. 
a young a young lover. So Jesus was called to the home of this Roman centurion to heal his lover slash slave. And, um, you know, Jesus didn't say, hey, uh, God made Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. He healed the guy's lover and that was it. You know, just like Jesus never said anything about slavery either. That's the other thing that pisses me off about the ancient book of fables that the right-wing fascists are shoving down our throats with this, the separation of church and state. Let me tell you guys, by the time when they're done with this country, you will not recognize it. I don't recognize it now. I don't know what this is, what we're, um, what this is supposed to be. The United States? What the hell? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted because I hear a bird tweeting and it sounds like a, and I hope it's not what I think it is. I live on the seventh floor and I, it sounded like, um, a budgie, like a little parakeet. So I hope nobody's little parakeet got out because that would be very upsetting. All right. Well, I'll keep my ears open. Because I, my father always had budgies growing up, so I know what they sound like. All right. Um, all right. Let me, what was I saying? Before I continue, thank you, Shannon, for your super chat. Thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. I know it's, it's been a while. I missed you guys. You really have. Thank you. And remember all of you guys, 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 to help the show grow, as I know you do. Um, hit the thumbs up, like Zenny says on the chat. Just popped in to say hi and give a thumbs up. Hope all is well. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Martin. Martin says, hi, Tara. Have a swell show. I hope so. And Patricia says, I had budgies as well. Hopefully one has not escaped. Yes, I've heard of this, and it's it makes me very upset, this happening. And in fact, there I remember reading something about Prospect Park in Brooklyn. There were a bunch of birds living there. They were like escaped, not escaped, birds who, not not just birds, like parakeets and stuff. Parakeets, let me see, parakeets in... Prospect Park, Brooklyn. Hold on, Brooklyn. Let me see. That's why I ask you to be a patron, so we can have some producer, goddamn producers up in this bitch. The history of the Brooklyn parrots. Yes. Say you're strolling through Brooklyn one morning, enjoying your ice latte an artesian donut, donut, when you notice your shoelaces are loose, you place your frosted treat down for a moment to tie your shoe when a bird swoops down and steals your breakfast. But this fellow is no ordinary New York City pigeon. It is this little pastry thief is a resplendent green you're not imagining things. You've been robbed by one of Brooklyn's most beloved and unusual residents. 
Like most New Yorkers, the parrots originate from somewhere else. Some of the more entertaining theories involve a shipwreck off the coast of a near-magical journey in the eye of a hurricane, but the truth is a little less spectacular. The consensus among birders alike is that the today's, today's parrots are descendants of a flock that escaped JFK Airport in the 1960s. Yes. Okay. How did the Brooklyn parrots survive? Despite being tropical birds, monk parakeets are resilient to the cold and can handle the New York City winters. That's good. They have a wide-ranging diet and have adjusted to the constant supply of discarded food. They also possess an incredibly dexterous feat, allowing them to construct elaborate apartment-like nests hosting multiple breeding pairs. Isn't that cute? I love New York. And wouldn't it be great to be able to have a show where we get together and talk about parrots and not have to worry about fascism, like hanging over our heads, like the sort of damn Damocles. All right. So, guys, what was I going to say? So, you know, we're in big trouble. So last week, the last show that we had, we were talking about, because Ruth Bader Ginsburg had passed away that Friday, and it was on corporate media on a nonstop loop, of course. And I was a little concerned that oh, this is what happens. Now they're going to change the subject for Twitter, doing him a big favor. Because this is what Republicans want. They didn't even wait for her body to be cold. They're... They really have constraining themselves from dancing in the streets. Oh, Twitler is waiting until tomorrow to announce the pick of Amy, whatever the hell, Barrett, this handmaid's tale. And I'll get to that. This woman straight out of the... She's the goddamn Aunt Lydia from the handmaid's tale, this woman. So they're waiting until Saturday? Where... Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not even in the ground yet, these sons of bitches. So they're in, they, they're waiting, though. Oh, respectful, Twitler is saying. He's being respectful, waiting to, before he announces um, the complete destruction of everything that Ruth Bader Ginsburg worked for. So... As the, there's a famous quote, there is no final victory, there is no final defeat. You, I'm paraphrasing, you have to f- fight the same battles over and over again. Absolutely. And there is no linear trajectory to, to life. Sometimes you take a few steps forward and a few steps backwards. Now, last week when we were talking about the sh- um the not the show the Ruth Bader everything's the show everything's the show um Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent concerned I'm a little bit more concerned now I wasn't concerned because I thought well we have options normal people Democrats liberals progressives we have options we can expand the courts now it all of course you know what maybe my naivete um. 
I guess I haven't been beaten down enough. Uh, it all depends on do they have the stomach for the fight? Do the Republicans, re, do the Democrats understand what they're up against? I I'm I am um. It's what's the word? I don't know. It's it's hard thinking of words. I'm very tired too. But I have to tell you, I'm glad to be here. Thank you. It's nice hanging out with everybody. I I didn't feel normal without the show. So please become a patron. Let's put it that way. God damn it. So, um, do the Democrats understand what they're up against? Now, it's heartening to hear corporate media talk about Twitler's power grab. He is an autocrat. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's been saying this. Oh, they, they say, oh, he breaks norms. Oh, he said this in 2016 that he wasn't going to accept the results of the elections unless he won. That was his qualifier. So he won. So, well, despite receiving fewer votes, but if this were 2016, he would have played it up too. This goes against his entire brand of being a success. He's not a success. Everything is a lie. He's full of shit. Unfortunately, there is an entire political party on board with him. And when he announced that he wouldn't accept the results of the election, he's already saying it. He has other Republicans out there. They're fanning out all over media, sowing doubt about the election. Jim Jordan, the pedophile-enabling prick who's gerrymandered into existence, if not for gerrymandering, he would not have a seat. His district is the definition of gerrymandering. If you look at it, there is a picture. If you, if you go on um, the dictionary, go, well, not literally, but there should be a picture of Jim Jordan's district next to gerrymandering. It's literally a, a snake carved out specifically to keep Jim Jordan in his illegitimate seat. They were all illegitimate. So he's out there saying, don't let Democrats steal this election. Don't let Democrats? Democrats aren't crafty enough to steal the election. You understand? They're not corrupt enough yeah they're, they're corrupt they're greedy like like a lot of human beings are there is pro there are problems in the democratic party there are people that like their cushy jobs uh, they like to the access they like their super delegate status they like getting free hotel rooms and swag bags but the democrats don't get together and after they lose an election and try to come up with ways to stop Republicans from voting. Oh, well, how do we get the the uh, racists from not voting? How do we stop the, um, the NRA blood-soaked ghouls from using their NRA 
identifying badges as, uh, you know, ID at the voting poll. And trust me, you know, the reason I'm saying that is because in Texas, you can use your NR NRA I ID for uh, to identify yourself at the polls, but not your student ID. Or your gun license? I think it's, maybe it's the gun license, now that I'm saying it. Either way, it's disgusting. This is who they are. They, they're they not a Democratic Party. They don't like democracy. How many times have I said this? How many years have I said this? I'm not trying to be right. It sucks to be right. I want to be wrong about this, but they're proving me right. So you tell me. Now, I um, today, Joe, um, Joe Biden got on TV and he was like, ah, downplaying... Twitler's statement that he's not leaving in in when he loses. And Joe Biden was like, oh, yeah, no one's going to go for it. He'll be gone. Don't worry about it. Chill out. Whatever. Hello? Even him saying that should be in a cause for impeachment. Him and Bill Barr conspiring? Now, Bill Barr went and met with Twitler about these, the, this, this phony voter goddamn the, the, the vote thing that the votes are rigged. He's full of shit. Now, let me, let, let, let me, um, hold, give me a minute, because I'm, I'm trying to hear my own thoughts over the sound of Republican Khan saying nothing about the attorney general meeting Twitler. Remember how they they went lo they they lost their minds when Loretta Lynch. What did he do? What what happened? She she met with Bill Clinton on a tarmac. Remember that? But here they are. Here we are again, and the the deafening silence of the Republican. Greed-centered death cult. They, they are not going to do anything when when Twitler declares himself the winner on election night. This is what's going to happen. There will not be a full accounting of votes. Republicans are saying they're outright saying it that they're stop. They're trying to stop the state's attorney generals or the, the I mean, not the attorney general, the secretaries of state from counting the mail-in ballots in certain, in certain states in the Republic, in the, uh, Republican minority states where Democrats are voting. They're trying to, can you believe this shit? They're trying to outright steal the election while their all their ghouls and enablers, their fascist prick enablers, are out on media, wherever they can get in front of a camera, saying Democrats are stealing the election by voting. Now, Twitler is a filthy liar. Now, he's saying that all of the ballots are being sent out. They are applications. Applications are sent you son of a bitch. And they say, hey, voter, 
it only goes to registered voters. Do you want a mail-in ballot? I got one here in New York. But he's a liar. That's who they are. And what are the Republicans doing? I mean, they, they literally took over the mechanisms of government illegitimately. They are an illegitimate party. So what is this shit? I want to, first of all, I'm sorry. I don't know why I say I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I'm just sorry. I'm a woman. That's what we do. We say sorry all the time. I'm listen. I'm only saying sorry because my, I hope there's something, um, I need to do something about these goddamn levels on my audio. Is everything okay? Because sometimes I get, when I get them, the finished show back, the levels are like off the chart. So I really can't tell if it sounds good or not. So you got to inform me. You know what I mean? And I know you do. So I'm just letting you know. Um, Let me play this one thing so I can focus. This really pissed me the hell off and made me entirely concerned. Here's Cory Booker on MSNBC talking about Twitler's Supreme Court seat. Oh, my God. I can't even believe this is happening. Really. Trump says he will announce his nominee this Saturday. And Lindsey Graham, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, as you know, has said he wants an expedited hearing and a vote uh, within the next few weeks before we hit Halloween and certainly before the election. Uh, Democrats don't appear to have the votes to do anything about that right now. Do you think differently? No, we don't appear to have the votes uh, to do anything about it right now. We still don't know where everyone stands. And so it's going to be a long shot. We're going to do everything we can to try to appeal uh, to their sense of decency. Uh, that you can't just a matter of months ago, as Lindsey Graham did, uh, say that there is a standard, say that you uphold it, tell people to use your words against you uh, uh, on this matter, and then have them uh, suddenly flip and, and change that. Uh, as we said earlier, this is delegitimizing and politicizing the Supreme Court in a way uh, that will be so damaging. Uh Am I out of my mind? Besides, okay, don't answer that question. Yes, I am out of my mind. But are you kidding? Is he out of his mind? Let's play this again. About that right now. Do you think differently? No, we don't appear to have the votes uh, to do anything about it right now. We still don't know where everyone stands. And so it's going to be a long shot. We're going to do everything we can to try to appeal uh, to their sense of decency. Uh, that you can't just a matter of months ago, as Lindsey Graham did, what? Uh, say that there is a standard, say that you uphold it, tell people to use your words against you uh, uh, on this matter, and then have them uh, suddenly flip and, and change that. What sense of... I'm sorry. I'm screaming. What sense of decency? What sense of decency? They don't have one. If they had a sense of decency, they wouldn't have a con man. As a standard bearer, we wouldn't be in this boat. I'm screaming, but I'm backed away from the mic. They don't have a sense of decency. They're filthy liars. They killed 200,000 of our fellow Americans, and they don't give a shit. They just sent more Americans. Now, you, you heard what happened. 
in Florida. DeSantis opened the state. There is a pandemic, bitch. They don't care if you live or die. You get it? You're nothing to them. They have no decency. They're not in government to to advance democracy. They're not in government to make it work for all. They're not in government to make a functioning society. They want a they want an oligarchy like Putin's Russia. They don't care that Twitler is an autocrat. They like that. That's the point. Because the next autocrat won't be on Twitter. And they're making this uh, this Faustian bargain. What Faustian bargain? They're getting everything they want from it. They're saying, oh, well, they put up with all the tweets because they will get their judges. So they put up with the tweets while Twitler kills the American people with his ineptitude and latches his filthy, disgusting mouth around the federal treasury like a lamprey, like a parasite, like a goddamn leech, and sucks us dry. So they they are making this bargain. They put up with him killing Americans coming after us on every level, our social safety net, our democracy, our lives, our decency, our dignity, our sense of unity, our sense of community, everything that actually makes this country great. They go after us. They, they go after us for that. So they're making this bargain so they could get their co- their judges, so they could kill us on the courts, too. They could use the courts, as they always have, to kill us. So when you go to court because you want to do something about them killing you, stealing your Social Security, stealing your pensions, or whatever machinations, other greedy, grifting, goddamn tricks... They have up their sleeve to make the rich richer and make you and nothing but a a pawn to be discarded. And you go to court and you'll be met by the likes of Amy Coney Barrett or whatever the hell her freaking name is. And every other unqualified flunky who they stuffed on the court. So when you go there and you're like, holy shit, I... Uh, I want my pre-existing condition protection because I got diabetes. I got cancer. You know, and and despite what the, the Republicans say, it's not just like going to the store and buying a dress shirt. I, I got cancer even though, you know, I didn't want it. When you go to the courts and you're looking for a recourse... They, they'll put the nail in your coffin. So they get to kill you outside the courts, and they want to kill you inside the courts. You got nothing. You're, you have no recourse then. The hallmark of a functioning society is the legal system, too. I mean, on top of other things that ever, that the Republicans are destroying, that's... What it means, you know, being an American, you have 
uh, it's supposed to, you're supposed to have standards. It's like the Geneva Conventions that used to mean something before Republicans got a hold of it, but it wasn't Tw Twitler who did this. We've been barreling down this highway a long time. Coming, uh, headed for this inevitable destination. When they stopped the vote count in 2000, what do you expect? Of course the Republicans are going to steal it. They already stole it. They stole it before. We've had how many illegitimate so-called presidents on the Republican ticket? How many? Bush, illegitimate. Twitler, illegitimate. How many less votes getting senators and House members and representatives? How many are there? The Republican Party is an illegitimate, less vote-getting death cult that represents a minority of uh, so-called Americans. They don't have a mandate. They, the majority of the American people don't want big, filthy, Republican, filthy, disgusting noses in their doctor's office with them. You got to go through Mitch McConnell? You want to make your choices? Oh, Amy Coney Barrett. If only Republicans were um, everything they claim to be. Goodly, godly, giving a shit. But they're filthy liars. And they're greedy. And all they want is concentrated power. And they'll give you, they'll throw the bones to the dupes. That's what all this racism is. That's what Twitler's disgusting language is. To allow the, the people, the dumbasses who are at his super spreader rally right now, the idiots who are walking around in their cult gear, just like the brown shirts, they, they, it gives them something to cling to. Oh, I can say the N-word. See, I'm free again. Who, it doesn't matter that I can't get health care, that I have, I don't have a living wage, I don't have retirement, I don't have 400 effing dollars, that I'm living in a country where the gap between rich and poor is wider than it was in ancient Rome. I'm free because I'm, uh, you know, I'm with, I'm with him, I'm with Twitler. He's just like me. He can't spell. He's gross like me. He's racist. He's selfish. He's stupid. Like like the Republican base. Me, me, me. One, two, three. Unbelievable. So, oh, they're making... This is what drives me insane. The corporate media. Let me get rid of this Cory Booker's freaking face. What are you talking about, Cory Booker? Appealing to their decency. You know what? The Democrats do have something up there. They could use impeachment. They could impeach him again. But they're not going to do it. 
impeachment would stop this this bullshit in its tracks. The majority of American people don't want a a filthy um religious ideologue on the bench. How many how many religious zealots does it take to destroy a country? No, it only takes a few. It's it's all about greed. For those at the top, they don't care because none of the rules will apply to them. You see? If they need an abortion, they'll get one. They don't they're not it's not for them. It's always been about who has access to ev- everything. The rich have everything. They will always have it. When the American when women were dying in droves before Roe versus Wade, that's why it was necessary. We were tired of burying our sisters, our mothers, our daughters. We were tired of the appalling this, the, 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 the images of women dead in hotel rooms from botched abortions, from back alley bullshit, from these misogynist pricks. But here's the thing, and I want you all to remember this, and when, you, when a Republican tells you, oh, you're, what about the babies? You tell them, abortions go up. Under, it doesn't matter if if they, I mean, facts have a liberal bias, but Republicans love abortions because their policies make so many of them. They go up under this, this uh, abstinence-only bullshit that they teach and preach. They go up under, uh, oh shit, there goes my audio again. Under a uh, policies that limit health care, they go up under income disparity. When you don't have access, when you don't have education, when you don't have living wages, when you don't have health care, these are all the considerations that go into whether you can have a child. You can bring a pregnancy to term, I should say. That's your. That's why it's a choice. But you never know what's going on in people's lives. Why? Nobody. It doesn't matter. It's not any of my business. But all of the women that I have known that have had abortions, it's not. It's nothing they take lightly. But it's not even, it's not anybody's business. And there's a multitude, a plethora of reasons. And many of them are economic. For God's sakes. So if you want, you don't like abortions, who the hell does? But why are you a Republican then? Because not only do you create more abortions... Do your policies increase abortion rates? You also kill women. You kill, and thereby you kill families. 
You also hate babies. Talking about babies, what about uh, everything that comes after the birth? You have no interest in that, right? You're not a pro-life party, Republicans. You're a pro-death, greed-centered death cult. You're pro-COVID. You're pro-abortion. You're pro-death, not just zygotes, babies, adolescents, prepubescents, postpubescents, adults, seniors, all of it. You kill us all. So I'm sick of them. I, I really wish, this is why I say support the liberal media, the real liberal media, and you're looking at it, I know. Please believe me, I know. How come they don't say this on MSNBC? They all they they give the Republican Party their their moniker. They give it to them. Oh, they're pro-life. What is this pro-life shit? They allow these freaks to get away with nonstop calling the Democratic Party the Democrat Party, right? They don't say a peep about it. Anytime a freaking Republican gets up there, Democrat Party, Dem- they don't ever correct them. They don't give a fact check. That is a pejorative. Twitlers then again using this pejorative. They just let it hang there. So much so that I even hear liberals saying it. Oh, the Democrat representative, the Democrat county. That's not the way you say it. It's democratic. The name of the goddamn party is the Democratic Party. So you wouldn't say the Democrat governor. It's democratic. The reason they put, they say Democrat is because it sounds hard, you know, rat, Democrat. And that's all Republicans have. They only have little games little branding games that they come up with, like death tax and whatever the hell else. Oh, uh, de- you know, the uh, estate taxes, the death tax. So mu- they have the idiots who will never pay an estate tax cheering. Oh, I got rid of that estate tax. We, yay. The stupid, stupid morons cheering the creation yet again of an aristocracy in the country. Oh, great. That's so American. Intergenerational aristocracy. We, I hate death and I hate taxes. So they, they're dumb. They're dumb and easily played. And I'm, I have no tolerance for them anymore. I'm sick of them. And they need to be treated as such, as the traitors that they are. Trust me. I, how many times I got to say this? I tell, I'm telling you guys, not too far in the future, this is the truth. We know it. Republicans will, they'll all be running from the moniker, the Trump and Z moniker. They'll, they'll all be proclaiming themselves the independent. Oh, I never really believed that. And all the idiots who cheered Twitler. They will only speak of it in shamed whispers, maybe amongst themselves, but they will be reviled. History will revile them. 
like we revile the good Germans, quote unquote, all the good Germans, you know, everybody had a portrait of Hitler in their home. They said nothing when their neighbors were disappearing in the middle of the night because they were reaping the economic benefits of that. They were taking their jobs. They all liked the Autobahn. You know, Hitler was making uh, Germany great again. So they let all the atrocities continue. Oh, and plus when the slave labor showed up and swept their towns. and th- I mean, this is what they did. The corporations loved it. Corporations love fascism. They benefit. They like slave labor. They like, you know, uh, if you need a job, you know, get rid of all those uh, uppity Jews at the university or whatever. Now, now you can open a shop. Now, uh, now you can take that, that. Uh, well, not that they would be working in any university. Any of these idiots, right? But that's how it is. You'll always find eager, willing co-conspirators, and you will find them always on the right wing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The fascists, whenever there's an autocrat takeover, a fascist takeover of a democracy, who who conspires with, with the autocrat, with the traitors? It's always the right-wingers. Because the left-wingers, the progressives, the liberals, the communists, the Marxists, you know, like in Nazi Germany, I mean, we have evidence, we have history. We have documented history. I know it has such a liberal bias, but that's what happens. The liberals, the normal people, are the freedom fighters, the resistance. It's always the fascists. You know, they just, want, they, they see an opportunity and they close their eyes and they go for the ride. Oh, well, you know, they rise up I'm sh- because they're cowards too. That's what happens. They're cowards and they think that, oh, well, this is what I wanted anyway. So what? It's the Germans taking over my country or whatever. Yeah, it's it's all... Look, r- read history of World War II. Everywhere the Germans occupied, Norway, France, they found their, their willing... And Poland, they found their willing conspirators, co-conspirators on the right. And here we are again. <laughs> They're not standing up. You're going to appeal to their decency? Cory Booker, I'm so sick of it. I want to vomit. Appeal to their decency? What is this shit? When are we going to wake up? I mean, we're awake. When are they going to wake up? For God's sakes, when? Really? When are these... These politicians... What are they trying to do? You're allowing it just as much as Lindsey Graham by being in denial. Now, you tell me, the day of the election, when Twitler announces that he has won, which is what he's going to do, and even though all the votes wouldn't, won't be counted at that time, he will announce that he is the winner. And then he will refuse to leave. What's... Mitch McConnell gonna do 
What is... What's Lindsey Graham going to do? What's... Oh, uh, Mitt Romney going to do? Remember when uh, the liberals wanted to adopt Mitt Romney? Because he said Black Lives Matter? Oh, wow, he really went out on a limb and said Black Lives Matter. How... Wow, how brave. How goddamn brave of him to say the truth. Because, you know, you can't say Black Lives Matter on the right because, oh, well, because no lives matter to the, to the right. Well, except white lives. Tiny, little, unevolved, fascist, greedy, self-centered, easily played, dumb, white lives. So Mitt Romney, and then and then they're um, going on uh, all the pundits on MSNBC on CNN. They're all discussing. Oh well, they had the liberals had hope that Mitt Romney was going to uh, have some principles or whatever. But of course, this is why they put up with the whole uh, what fascist takeover of the country. They put up with it so they can get their judges. Now, that's, I'm telling you, read, you don't have to read between the lines. See the, see the forest. I don't even know. What's the metaphor? Through the trees? It's not even through the trees. The far, we're in the forest. It's staring you right in the face. It's not that they're, they're making this bargain. The, Taking over of the courts is part of the autocrat takeover. It is part of the fascist takeover of democracy. It is part of the dismantling of the grand experiment. It's not a bargain. Oh, they get their judges? So they put up with the tweets, so they get their judges. As if they're two separate things. The whole thing is about dismantling democracy, and it always has been. If it wasn't, we wouldn't have had a, um, another illegitimate Republican president, George Bush, installing Supreme Court justices. I mean, we have been putting up with this shit, the tyranny of the minority, for my entire goddamn life in this country. And I got to ask, as I ask every week, how much longer are we going to take it? How much longer? How much longer? How much longer until others wake up? I know it's easier to, it feels better to live in denial and to think that everything is normal. It's just the tweets. Oh, I wish he would stop tweeting. These fascists say. These dum dums say. Oh, I wish I I could do without the tweeting. Well, how about um, the oligarchy? Can you do without that? How about the widest income gap of all the Western democracies? How about that? Can you do without that? Or do you not even know? that this is what we're dealing with. It isn't just Twitter. 
And it's not just this past couple of years. Bush um, is an illegitimate, was an illegitimate president. Another one. Less votes getting Republicans. That's who they are. Why? Why don't, why doesn't the Democrat, why don't the Democrats constantly bring this up? What would the Republicans be doing? Of course, they would, uh, it doesn't matter what they would do, because they would be lying. They lie. They lie all the time. It's, it's, it's really pathetic how they're idiots. Believe them. What is it about, I mean, well, it's the autocrat. It's the sense of security. It really comes down to fear. That's what, um, the, the average Joe Republican is a fear based creature. They, uh, everything. Well, and that's what fear is racism. So it all comes down to that. Low IQ, it's this perfect storm of low IQ, racism. Well, it's all connected. They're, they have this big daddy autocrat making them feel safe from the scary complex world. Everything that they cling to, you see the civilization that liberals fought bled and died to create and entrust to them everything that is decent about this civilization it came from left-wingers from progressives liberals people who were capable of progressing everything that these idiots hang on to right they love their socialist security they love their pre-existing conditions protections now. That's another thing. We, I'm sure you saw Twitler. He signed an executive order. He, he thinks he's a king. King Twitler. And they think he's a king, too. And they're dumb enough to... They don't get what it means to live in a democracy. They don't understand... How how it needs to be cultivated. How it requires a level of maturity. It requires an understanding of reality. A basic understanding. They And they cheat. So anybody who is cool with, you know, the less vote-getting con man kicking down... On, the, on their fellow, anybody who, who thinks that a racist prick kicking down on, on their fellow Americans. See, I'm saying their fellow Americans, but they don't consider the, the left, quote unquote, or others, others than themselves, their fellow Americans. It's so, isn't it obvious Twitler says it all the time. Well, if you don't count the blue states, you know, there's no coronavirus, really. I mean, of course, it's a lie. If you don't count half of the country, he's doing amazing, right? 
Well, he's not, but if you don't count every the majority of Americans, um, everybody loves him. So th- that's um, right there, right in front of our eyes. They say they're saying it out loud. They have no interest in having a functioning society. That's what that means. That is what it means when you're sticking it to the libs. That's another thing that pisses me off about media in general. How they don't, how they don't call that out. Yeah, they say, oh, well, Republicans are, they want to stick it to the libs. That's their motivating factor, sticking it to the libs. They don't call it out that if that, that's your motivation, sticking it to the libs, what are you sticking it to the libs? Oh, you, you, uh, I mean, because really everything that you are clinging to, it's liberals that, that made it possible. Everything that keeps, you know, your, your, you and your, uh, I don't know, from eating cat food, some old Trump loves his socialist security, right? He loves his socialist Medicare. But, that's all liberals sticking it to the libs. Why don't the uh, the the media at large, well, except for the the propaganda channels, why they don't call it out? If that is your motivating factor, sticking it to your fellow Americans, then you're not a patriot. You're not an American. You're a you're a and uh, you're a freaking terrorist. You're a right-wing terrorist. That's your motivation? Sticking it to your fellow Americans. Making them cry. That's what you like. Oh, I can't wait. Liberal tears. I get this, too, on the Twitter on my Twitter. I'll get uh, one of these fascists. Oh, um, I can't wait to drink liberal tears. This is your motivating factor. Drinking liberal tears? You want to drink the tears of your fellow Americans. Well, then you're not a patriot. You just proved me right again. You're incapable of functioning in a democratic society. You hate this country. That's what it comes down to. And why doesn't everybody call them out? On the media. No, they give them legitimacy. They act as if it's normal. It is not normal. It needs to be shamed incessantly because it's shameful. It needs to be called out for what it is. It's not normal. What kind of society would make that normal? Everything you could say about liberals or Democrats... They would never be motivated by drinking conservative tears. In fact, quite the opposite. I am motivated by trying to make it, make this country decent to the point where I won't, um, you won't have to cry when you get a catastrophic medical diagnosis. You might cry for for one reason, but you won't have to. Uh, I'm not going to be drinking your tears because you can't get health care. We're trying to ensure that even the likes of you, Trump and Z, 
have a decent middle-class life. In spite of you. So, yeah, drinking your tears? I don't know. I wouldn't I don't want to share a drink with you anyway. I want I wouldn't want to sit there and gab with you anyway. Drinking your tears, you're disgusting. I wouldn't touch you with uh with somebody else's goddamn finger. But even you, it's a testament to normal patriot values. Liberal values. Progressive. Patriot. We're the real patriots. It is the... It is the testament to the actual patriotic values of liberals. The inherent patriotic values that... You know, you get to benefit from that society as well. That you love. Oh, you just don't like sharing it with black people. That's what it's about. You don't like brown people. They don't, they're taking, right? They're, they're taking advantage. This is what they, they believe. They've been told this lie their entire life from the, from the media, from their fascist propaganda channels. They've been telling them. And that even people with darker pigment who are fascists tell them too. But I, I, it doesn't matter, as you can see with this Amy Coney Barrett. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if they have uh, an XY chromosome or a YY chromosome. What does it matter that if they're a fascist? What does it matter if you have darker pigment? Every fascist takeover finds willing conspirators, even in those that they, even in the, the community that they are oppressing. For the perceived sense of power. For that pat on the head. Maybe it's like the Sonder Commando in the, in the concentration camps. Ushering their fellow Jews into the ovens. Oh, don't worry about it. It's just a shower. Those were the Sonder Commandos. Oh, no, no, it's okay. What did they do it for? Some privilege. Maybe a bottle of whatever, rum. Nicer quarters. And in 90 days, they followed their fellows into the ovens. That's what happens. Yeah, so they always, they'll always find eager and willing co-conspirators in in the very communities that are being oppressed. Oh my God. So I'm sick of it. I am absolutely beyond sick. All right, let me stop for one second and say hello to the chat room. It's nice to see you all. Hello, Greg. Hello, Eve and Sin City. And Haiku, hello. And Shannon. Hello, hello. And Terry, hello. Hello, Darth. 
I gotta make this channel better. Not uh, hello, Andrea. I wanted to add. I gotta do this. Maybe tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I'll have time. Add some little bells and whistles so when people do a super chat something pops up or whatever i'm trying to do that i tried last time it didn't work so maybe tomorrow i'll get to do it right so if anybody well we'll see what happens tomorrow with super chats hopefully there'll be super chats and then we can test it oh hi tara jr jr look who's here everybody it's Tara Jr. Jr. Wait a minute. Look at him. Everybody just take a minute and look at this cat. All right. Blood pressure is going down. Right? Right? Better, better. Isn't that nice? Look at him. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Come here, come here. Look at him. Aw. Let me hear. Let me see. He's not purring too much. He's usually purring. If he purrs, purrs loudly, I'll put it next to the microphone. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. What are we going to do, though? Right? Oh, my God. Let me see. Hold on. I hate... Uh, I just hate them. Incredibly. So, here's the thing. What was I saying? What do you think... What do you think Mitt Romney's gonna do when Twitler declares himself the winner on election night? Is he going to defy him? Is he gonna say, um, no, he's not the winner? Of course, they're all going to fall in line. Appeal to the decency? They're not decent. If they were decent, we wouldn't be in this position. We wouldn't have a, a filthy, tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. We wouldn't have had Bush v. Gore if Republicans were decent. No. They would have said, count all the votes. That's what happened. This bitch, Amy bitch, whatever the hell her name is. I keep forgetting her name. I don't care. She's going to haunt my life for the rest of my life. Unless we do something about it. Unless the Democrats grow a spine. But... Um, she, she clerks for Scalia. He's the one that wrote the Bush v. Gore decision and said that if they didn't stop the vote count, it would cause irreparable harm to George W. Bush because he wouldn't be president. Oh, poor baby. You see? And there you go. And here we are. How many? 20 years later? 9-11, would that have even happened? There's debate. I doubt it. You know, remember when, and even if it did happen under, under Al Gore's watch, President Al Gore, 
who won? Because they counted the votes after. You know that, right? They counted the... The New York Times counted the votes after... Or maybe it was another... A bunch of uh, newspapers. They counted the... Well, what doesn't matter. It was reported in the New York Times. They counted the votes after the fact. And Al Gore, by any measure, Al Gore won the election. This is what they wrote. He received the most votes he won florida and he conceded why why do they concede why do they go along with the scam oh in the interest of democracy it's too late now look what they've done they allowed they allowed the this democracy to be completely corrupted by the, by the goddamn Supreme Court. The Republicans do this. There has to be so many remedies have to occur to have a functioning democracy at this point. It has to be... It's not just a norm. It has to be written into law and there has to be consequences. What, what is the point if there are no consequences? He gets away with everything. So, because all of the mechanisms of government are now being corrupted, but it was already corrupted. They allowed the Supreme Court to stop the vote count, and they they're gonna do it again. And what are we gonna do? Right? They always you can always count on the spineless Democrats, right? That's what they understand. The Republicans understand that. They can count on the the Democrats standing down and going along and saying, well, in the interest of a peaceful transfer of power, we will accept this vote. I remember what Al Gore said. Uh, Although I deeply disagree with the Supreme Court's decision, I accept it. No. And, oh, well, they called him a sore loser. Sore loser man, remember? Sore loser man. So that's why we can't have a democracy. That's why we can't have nice things. Because Al Gore was called sore loser man. Really? And they're going to do it again. Sore losers. Yeah, I I wouldn't exactly call... Democrats a sore loser when we effing win. We are winning. We win the election. We win the most votes. And these scumbags, they corrupt it and, and they steal it. When is enough enough? They sh- it should have been, that shouldn't have stood. You understand? You saw what happened with the Black Lives Matter movement. When Black Lives Matter movement, in, when we're in the streets, and then, okay, they were in the street one night, then it was two nights, then it was three, and then it's every night. And then you have the political class, the Democrats, everybody, they're all pretending that they were with you all along. Everyone was having a conscious, a consciousness raising. South Carolina. Oh yeah, I didn't realize how how hurtful it is 
to have this symbol of racism and hate sewn into our flag. Oh, uh, the flag of losers and traitors. I didn't realize how painful it is. Or the NFL. Oh, now I see how, how bad it is to call a team the Redskins. How disgusting is that? The Redskins. What are we? Creatures? That's why it's offensive, you freaks. Oh, but God damn it! Do something to them. Call them some kind of creature. The poor babies. And then they're, oh, poor baby. Uh, they're so hurt. They're so fragile, the Republicans, really. Wait, I have to put the cat down. Oh, but they, they're going to call us a sore loser. Here's the thing. Oh, here's, you know what? Here, somebody was tweeting me. I don't even know. Some right winger, some freak is annoying me. Sometimes I get, I allow myself to be annoyed and get into like a Twitter fight with somebody. Well, it doesn't matter, even though, I don't know. Because I feel like I can't, sometimes, I just can't let the stupidity stand. So, where is it? This guy was tweeting me. The hell is it? How come I can't find it? Hold on, everybody. Boom, be doo ba ba da ba Why can't I find my own tweets? And the, he was called, this is why I'm bringing it up. It was in my mind, I guess. Because he was saying, oh, you're just a sore loser. Sore loser? What are you talking about? Democrats are the ones who are winning. We win. Oh, look at this. He blocked me. Stupid little... Which is so typical. This is what they do. Because he, he was like, you're a sore loser. Lecturing. Lecturing us. Normal people. Sore loser. Trump lost the popular vote by th oh, nearly 3 million votes. The biggest popular vote loser in American history. Senate Democrats got 18 million more votes than Senate Republicans in 2018 and they're still in the minority the senate gop represents 15 million fewer americans than the senate democrats they are a minority party the house democrats won the largest midterm victory in american history so who's a who's the sore loser these are not they're not just sore losers they're sore goddamn winners sore little winners they're not even winners though they're crooks cheats and it's done we are done being nice about it i'm sick of it don't you get that they uh, they don't want democracy how much longer are we gonna take it and how much, how much longer am I going to scream this? When will the Democrats wake up and understand what are we going to do? Stop acting like a bunch of losers. How's that? 
Act like the winners. Act like the ones who have the mandate. Stop pretending that Republicans are interested in democracy, because if they were, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't, they would have said, count the votes, goddammit, in 2000. It's been going on how my entire life. I've been putting up with this, with these Democrats acting like because they want to show. What are they showing? The world. Oh, look at us. The peaceful transfer of power. It's not peaceful. What's peaceful about a coup? It was a slow motion coup my entire life. Now it's, uh, it's on warp drive. Now it's here. We're here. We're at the point of no return. Either it's fixed or what? We're done. It will be over. And they will. They will be waving the flag. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll wrap themselves in the flag. They'll play... America the Beautiful, they'll sing teary-eyed renditions of America the Beautiful. Oh, yeah. And all the while, it'll be over. Thank you, Shannon, for your second super chat and haiku. For your second, I mean, for your first super chat. What is this, Greg? I put, I just put Tara's name in search Twitter so I could see that idiot. And it says three different Tara Devlins, but there's only one Tara Buster, I tell you. My Twitter is real Tara Devlin. Yeah, you could see it. Oh, yeah, it's there. I could see it, too, because I have my RDT Daily account, too. So I could still see him. He said, where is it? Now that I lost it. He's like, oh, my God. And I don't understand. I thought then I was arguing with a bot because Joe Biden. Here's the string. I'll show you. Let's see. That's not it. Hold on. I have to choose it. What is this? Safari? Yes. So it says Joe Biden on Trump's upcoming Supreme Court nomination. It's an abuse of power. And the guy writes, it's literally his exact power as defined by the Constitution. And I wrote, this, like the same exact power that Republicans illegitimately blocked sticking his middle claw in the face of the American people who elected President Obama in two landslides. Yes, we know hatred for democracy is the wind beneath Republican wings. And then he writes, the president has the power to nominate a justice. The Senate confirms if Democrats wanted a confirmation in 2016, they should have won more Senate elections. This is Civic 101? Civics Civics 101. So where in the Constitution does it say that the president nominates a Supreme Court justice that is only confirmed if they have the fucking Senate? I'm sorry. 
I'm exhausted. It's Civics 101? Where? That's not Civics 101. That is you yet again. That is the Republicans yet again fixing the facts around the policy. Don't tell me it's Civics 101. Just like you freaks, Republican freaks, tell me that they love America while they destroy it and hate everybody in it. They love America so much, they have to change it to the point of no return. They have to change it to the very system that the founders rebelled against. That's how much they love America, right? They love it so much, they want it to look like the serfs and lords system that we rebelled to escape. That's how much they love it? It's Civics 101. They should have won the Senate? So now this is the rule. They make it up as they go. Fixing the facts around the policy. How much longer are we going to take it? Just like when George Bush, the illegitimate George Bush, lied us into a war. No consequences there. No, we got to move forward. Look forward, not behind. So they get to steal again. Now everybody's out there. Uh, Michelle Obama's hugging on George W. Bush. Oh, remember how normal it was when we all, what? Had the widest income gap? Turned the American working class into the working poor? But we could all just hug and pretend that we weren't slipping and sliding down the sewer? Into fascism? Remember how we could just turn our backs when an illegitimate, illegally selected president who received fewer votes lied us into a war of choice based on uh, the greatest terrorist attack on American soil that happened to uh, happen on his watch? Oh, yeah. Remember that? And now we can all, what, get along? Can't we all just get along and pretend that Americans aren't illegally uh, under the thumb of Republicans? Can't we just forget all the lies that has us on uh, a war of choice for, for decades? Sucking up every life, blood and... I hate that expression, blood and treasure. Blood and treasure. Shut the fuck up. Blood and... Who's blood? Who's treasure? Oh, we don't don't have... We're broke. We got no money. Except for blood and treasure. Oh, don't worry. You'll get a medal. Your, Your widow will get your folded up flag. It'll be so respectful. And Trump will call you a loser, and the idiots will cheer. Uh, the uh, you know he's having a sh- a super spreader rally right now. Maybe it's over now. Who knows? But they're all packed in like sardines. Good, good. Maybe they'll do Earth a favor. Get the coronavirus. Just stay home. Don't bother us. Don't come out. Of course, but they, this is the problem. They spread it. To decent people, to normal people, who don't deserve it like they do. And this is why. 
this is why we have the worst coronavirus cases. I mean, it's a it's appalling why the entire earth is closed has closed their doors to us. That's Republicans right there. How dare these effing Democrats normalize it? Give me a break. I, I swear to God, Cory Booker, I swear to God, I can't stand his concerned, furrowed brow. It makes me want to uh, rage, really. We're going to appeal to decency? Oh, you can't say one thing under one president and then do another on another. What? You can't? No, honey, they've been doing it. And you've been looking very concerned for a while, but uh, I'm sure you're still taking your handouts from the corporate whatever, your, your big pharma benefactors. We know who you work for. Oh, God. Let's see. What else? Sore losers always whining about the same rules the country has followed since 1787, like this person knows. You might actually be the first funny female comedian, quote unquote, I've seen on this site. I um, This is another thing that they do, and it's also... Uh, I, they always, it's all of them. That's because they're, they're boring. They're tediously boring. Oh, comedian. You're a comedian. You're a, you know, and as if like, oh, I'm hurt. The guy, he doesn't think I'm funny. He doesn't like, um, he puts comedian in quotes as if, please. If this idiot understood um, what we're talking about, if they, if he thought I was funny, honestly, I would be doing it wrong. When these idiots, when they try to insult me, it is, it means I'm doing it correctly. So thank you, which is what I tell them. They and they don't know what to say to that, frankly. Oh, and I love that they're oh the other thing that they do on Twitter that I noticed they're so annoying and they i mean that's their nature not not just with the emo uh, usually you could tell there's a lot of bots on twitter let's put it that way so i as you guys know i will usually check them in uh bot sentinel to see if i'm arguing with a bot this guy got a 50 50 so but then i i sort of thought that he was a bot and that's when they blocked me because they well maybe he's not a bot speaking of because if he blocks me who the fuck knows who cares um because he sounded like he really wasn't responding to what i said you know what i mean it sounded kind of too broad and it was whatever so it sounded kind of bodish and anyway the, what they always do is they they try they say lol a lot like they're laughing out loud what are you laughing out loud we know you're not loling dummy what do you and plus uh fascists don't lol unless somebody is mocking the disabled right or saying the n-word or some or or twitler is uh calling on um peaceful protesters to be gassed that's when you lol Oh, God, I hate them. 
And then I said, yes, keep, uh, where, where is it? Since the uh, the country has followed since, oh, sore losers whining about the same rules. What rule? Yeah, it's a throwback to, the Electoral College is a throwback to the slave states. It's a concession to the slave states who are afraid that democracy would break out and strip them of their human property. So it makes a lot of sense that that is how Twitler is squatting in the White House under this archaic, arcane throwback to our racist-ass history that we've never freaking dealt with. At least Republicans don't want us to, that's for sure. Because they, they get a lot of bang for their buck. They need it. So Trump got a more got more electoral votes so he became president again this is how elections are decided according to the constitution really what a what's traitorous is trying to change the rules because you're a sore loser change the rules what what's traitorous is trying to kick people off the voting rolls is gerrymandering yourself into permanent power is What's his name uh, from the Heritage Foundation saying, I don't want everybody to vote. Elections are not won by whatever he said. Uh, in fact, our leverage goes up as the voting populace goes down. That's your Republican agenda. Traitors? You know what else is traitors? Is accepting Russian effing help. You know what else is traitorous? Is telling the American sheeple that, oh, no, 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 don't worry. Russians aren't inflicting themselves on our election again, even though they are. And um, you know who it is? It's, uh, it's the Chinese, because you have some kind of agenda there. You know what else is traitorous? Is pretending that there's a thing called Antifa, so you can entrench power, just like the Nazis did uh, when they used the commies and the Jews, which were an interchangeable th uh, moniker, really, uh, in the, the Nazis' eyes. It was, they were speaking about the same thing. Um, you can use those ubiquitous so-called threats to concentrate and entrench power and usurp democracy. You know what else is treasonous? Lying to the American people that there's something wrong with uh, mail-in ballots because you're setting it up to steal the election. So they're traitors. And you know what else is traitors? Is having an attorney general and, uh, and a Senate eager to aid in your crime. Oh, well, what else is treason? This is what he got impeached for. Using taxpayer money to threaten um, a foreign leader into announcing an investigation on a political rival. All of it is treasonous. They're a bunch of traitors. They should be ashamed. And if any of them, uh, like Cory Booker says, had decency, they wouldn't be in the Republican Party.
they would have gone. They would be on the Lincoln Project if, if, if uh, at least, right? They would have been gone. They have no decency. They have no dignity. Well, they, they're taking our dignity. Look at them. They're disgusting. Here. Biggest popular vote loser. Look at him. Uh, another lie. Trump's electoral college victory. You know, he says, oh, uh, it's so hard for Republicans to win the electoral college. You know, another lie. It's actually not hard. It is set up in their favor. It is easier for Republicans to win the electoral college. So, um, and I want uh, what he says. Oh, I, I wanted it in a landslide. No. Twitler's electoral college victory ranks in the bottom. 46th out of 58 elections. He has, that's his margin of victory. Well towards the bottom. Landslide. Every, don't these idiots, um, what is it really uh, about the Trump cult that they refuse to see reality? You know what? I, I, it is. Here's my hypothesis. It's God damn it. It's racism. Absolutely. They will put up with anything. They don't care that he's... Look at this. The biggest loser. Fake, successful businessman, real con man Trump, lost one point... What is it? 1.17 billion... How do you say that? One trillion... How do you say that? Oh, no, billion. One... Point seventeen billion dollars in ten years. More money than well, nearly any other individual American taxpayer. He's the loser. Twitler is the is the biggest loser. Somebody had to be. Somebody has to be the biggest. The, the pay the most taxes. Somebody has to pay the least. We pay the most. That's for sure by percentage. Working people. That's why Republican dumb dumb dumbs are dumb. They're dumb dumb dumbs, and it's a cult. Yes, Shannon on the chat. They are a cult. Shannon writes, "There's something freaking psycho about them and fucking idiots." Open thy eyes, you piece of Trumpanzies. <laughs> yes, really. So, what is it about? this this con man that they refuse to see the truth and i have my opinion my psych 101 analysis well i actually took psych one psych 201 too so and i've had a lot of therapy uh is that they're racists so they will they'll um they'll accept a lot of shit a lot of bullshit and as long as they can feel like, you know what it is here. Okay, I'm trying to formulate it into, it, it is because they understand, and I think I've discussed this on the show before, because we, it's, if you really want to unpack them, 
this is why they like sticking it to the libs. It's because they they feel left behind by by modernity, by humanity, by the smart people, intellectuals, education, you know, smarty pants, the New York Times smarty pants types, elites. And they, which is why they like, they're racist too, because they, they feel aggrieved because no one is recognizing how they're genius. They're really geniuses in their own minds. So they don't, and that, that's why they enjoy somebody like Twitler, who's just as stupid as they are and just as racist as they are. Making uh, the you know kicking down on the elites, making them feel better about themselves because in reality, the earth keeps evolving without them. That's what it comes down to, and it will continue to evolve without them. That is the nature of conservatism. They, they don't evolve. That's what William F. Buckley said. Conservatism stands athwart history yelling stop. Why? Stop? What are we stopping for? So you can not change? So you don't have to feel that uncomfortability that comes when you have to evolve? When you have to confront yourself? When you look at yourself in the mirror and and get rid of the shit that's not working? No, because that's why they need to hold on. Hold on to their racism. Like little babies sucking on binkies. And their Republican leaders, Mitch McConnell's of the world, the Twitlers of the world, that, that's why they encourage them to keep sucking on that binky. They will never tell them evolve. They will never challenge them to see another point of view, to be more human, to be, a, to be decent, to be the type of citizen that is required in a functioning society. Someone who can get along with other people, who is a, a, capable of sharing civilization with other people without calling them the N-word, without cheering a, a con man who comes in an escalator Calling Mexicans rapists? Are you, I mean, really, right there off the bat, if this was a functioning society and they were capable of functioning in it, they would have rejected that. And we have a duty as Americans, as real patriots and all Americans. That has to be... That has to be a, a, a disqualifier. You, you're a racist? You're running on racism? Anybody who comes down an escalator calling people, an entire group of people, something that is less than human, so, uh, calling them a, a, this lie, stirring up hate against the minority group, should be summarily rejected. It should be a disqualifier. 
and we need to be hyper vigilant against that kind of fascist rhetoric. But no, what do Republicans do? They embrace it. So it doesn't matter what he does, because they ha- they're the same way. If they could, they would cheat and uh, declare bankruptcy six times and, you know, collude with Russians and create fake corporations and fake invoices to siphon money out of their daddy's estate tax-free and then go on TV and pretend to be a successful businessman and use all of the mechanisms of government. Well, well, what he did was tickle racist funny bones to become the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes. And, you know, they would do that too. And they like that. They, they like that there's somebody, look, oh, I could be just like him. Even the racists, even the stupids can be the president. But it's not even just the stupid. I mean, when you went, when he was at that Bethminster shit club that he has, uh, and all of those assholes were standing around watching this idiot give a speech. And then, of course, the press had to re- break in breaking news and report it. And no, you know, they were standing there, nobody socially distancing. It doesn't matter. By the time this pandemic is over, there will be more, there will be hundreds of thousands more dead. And I hope it's all of them, but it won't be. Um, th- those idiots, the ones who pay whatever it is, $250,000 to stand there in Twitler's presence and act as his narcissistic supply, getting their tax breaks. I mean, those are the ones that get the tax breaks. They do. They actually do. But if that's all that they, they're about, then uh, they're, they're just as bad. They're, they are ugly, racists, greedy America haters too. Because how much more? How much do you need? You need another couple of uh, 100000 in your bank account just to stare at it while your, your country turns to shit? While your country is shit? While um, people are dying because they can't get diabetes medicine? working their three uniquely American low-paying jobs, so you could stare at another zero in your bank account? I mean, if that's who you are, then if, if that's the majority, that's, uh, that's the Republican Party, then uh, we're doomed. There is no getting, uh, what is there, getting middle ground, finding middle ground with these people? What are you finding middle ground? You don't find middle ground with greed-centered ghouls. What's in the middle? Really? What, what, what's, what's in it? I'm done. Jesus Christ, I hate them. I really do. Here, wait, well, let me see. Where am I? Oh, what else? I do hate them. There's so many things I want to say and talk about. It's getting late. 
here, here's another thing. See, this is how much Twitler cares. Here, a reporter asked him, why isn't he commenting about the dead? Why haven't you said anything about the U.S. hitting 200,000 deaths? Go ahead. Uh, anybody yeah. else? Little pig. No offense to pigs. Anybody else? That's how much he cares. Oh, but don't worry. We all saw the clip. I'm sure you did, too. When the reporter asked Twitler, aren't you concerned about these super spreader rallies? And he was like, oh, no, no. I'm more concerned about you standing right there. Don't worry. I'm fine. Everybody's far away from me. Don't worry. I'm, I'm good. What are you talking about? Because that's all that matters. Like that lady said. What's that lady's name? Coney, whatever. I, oh, Coney Barrett. <laughs> I have that bitch's name in my head. The one who sounded the alarm. Well, not sounded the alarm. She said that Twitler is unfit. She came out and, and uh, said that he doesn't care about the American people. He would come into meetings, bust into meetings. All he was worried about was they were saying something mean about him or what he thought was mean on Fox News and what they were going to do about that. Not about the pandemic that he told uh, Bob Woodward was wor you know, worse than the flu, that you don't stand a chance and it's deadly. And while he was telling you and the dum-dums to, hey, don't worry about it. Get out there. Liberate Michigan. Liberate it all. Liberate your soul from your body. Liberate your life from your carcass. And well, he also said that the one of the upsides of the pandemic was that he wouldn't have to shake anybody's hands because it's disgusting. He said his, those people are disgusting. Of course, I say it all the time. Not that they're disgusting, they are. I, I, say, I say it all the time. Republicans hate their voters. They, they, don't, they don't even, they don't respect them. They don't work for them. They hate them. They mock them. I've been saying this for years. I feel, I mean, I hate them. Yes, I, I mock them and I... I find them exhausting, but I'm not working to kill them. I'm trying to help these ass assholes, but they Republican Party laughs at them. Not just, I mean, it's worse than laugh. They mock them. They hate them. They de denigrate them. You know it. Okay. And don't take my word for it. And how come? Here's the other thing, Trump Anzies. If you stumble on this show, and maybe you're getting your email ready to send me, where you say, uh, a "Commie." What's the other thing they say? Marxist, commie. Get a new. Get something new. Really. It's getting old. Marxist. What's Marxist? Like your socialist security and your socialist 
Medicare. They they don't realize. This is why I, uh, it's so annoying living here. God, why? Why? Why did I have to be born here? Um, what do you, are you insane? If you don't have, all right, th these people are dumb. Let me explain. Capitalism, no, no system has killed more human beings in history than capitalism. It's killing all the time. It kills now. It's killing right now. How many, uh, People cutting their diabetes medicine in half are being killed by capitalism. It's the middle passage. That's capitalism. I always think of that because it's disgusting. Imagine. I, I, I imagine the horror of what those people endured. Crossing the ocean being snatched from their homes, being stuffed into the, the, the bottom of a ship, crammed in like nothing, like, you're, like inanimate objects, being treated like hor horribly. Not, I mean, what, there's no word, horribly? What is that? Being treated horribly is, uh, is when I... They, I show up at the restaurant and they don't have my reservation. Who the hell knows? I mean, this is ridiculous. Horrible. There's no words. That you don't even know. I, I've, uh, one of the things, not you, you don't know. I, I encourage everybody to do some research on slavery. What, what people endured. And you, I think about the middle passage and there's a story that's coming to my mind of because we have stories from the journals of the ships because the 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 captains and the officers were required to keep journals as they are as you know in shipping and there were journals of revolts, slave revolts going on on in different journeys. But there are also journals of the um, the scum bags throwing people overboard. Could you imagine uh, the horror? They weren't for whatever reason. They were. They might have been dying. There were too many of them. They didn't have enough. Who the hell knows? They first of all, they didn't feed them much on the journey over because they wanted to weaken them. They didn't want them to. They wanted them to be too weak to fight. Can just that alone is disgusting. There are so many horror stories. That's capitalism for you. Capitalism did that. And you know what stopped that in this country? It wasn't capitalism, that's for sure. It wasn't the free market. We'd be sitting here today. I can't even imagine if there wasn't a civil war in 1865. Of course, this country, every other country could get rid of slavery 
through legislation, this country has to go to in, to civil war because of the 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 conservatives who can't evolve. They won't. They would never let go of their racist. They won't let go of their racism, and they won't let go of their racist system. That's for sure. So I often wonder what would have happened if we didn't have a civil war. Um, there's eventually it would have <clears throat> come to a head. That's for sure. But I, you, you guys know one of. Abraham Lincoln's, he was, he, he wasn't, um, this great emancipator. That's another thing that annoys me. He exhausted every other option, or at least he tried. And in fact, he tried to make a deal with the South that they would abolish slavery by the year 1900. So he was going to give them 40 years why you're going to give them could you imagine not that they would they probably would have not i mean 40 years is 40 years what would they have done in the year 1900 could you imagine they would have we would have been the only country that had this economic slave society this well, that's the whole economy of the South was a slave economy. Um, until in, in into the twentieth century. So, yeah, that was capitalism. And but hey, what stopped it? It wasn't. It was government, government regulation. That's what happened. the The conservatives didn't like it. So you need regulation. If you want a system that works for all, you want a just system, you got to get together in a society. People live together, so we form government. And you want to come up with a government that works for all, so you have a democratic republic where the people have a voice and they say, you know what, we don't want to live in a shitty system that's immoral where the 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 profits of a few take precedence over the entire civilization over the decency and dignity of human life you know this is the party of life right my little, ugh, my ass is the, they're the party of life <clears throat> sickening bastards um, read some, read some of the slave journals of, they're, they're particularly repugnant of what the, these people had to endure. I can't even go into, I don't even want to bring it up because I'm thinking of a particular thing and it makes me sick just to think of it. And maybe some of you who know the history of slavery know what I'm talking about. But certain, um, there was this certain, what was his name? He was a, a, a rampant, rapacious slave-owning bastard who lived, I think, in the Bahamas. And he was 
uh, I'll have to find his name. I can't remember his name. But he had uh, horrible, inhumane tortures for the the people, the human beings that he was treating as property. And he also made the them do it to each other, too. These horrible abuses. And it's unspeakable, really. I, I should speak it. Like my friend Mary Edwards said, we should really tell the details. But I really don't want to make anybody sick right now. I know. People on the chat are saying don't. I don't. I don't want to do it because it's so vile. It's like one of these things when you hear about and you read about and then you think about the human being, that these were people, that other people were doing this to people. And you're just like, what are we capable of? But it's always there. It's there in the heart of not all of us, but some. But that's greed. That's selfishness. That is power. And yeah, that and conservatism wants to hold on to all that. That's why they don't want to let go. What are you kidding? This is why it doesn't matter if they receive fewer votes. It doesn't matter if the majority of Americans don't want them to overturn Roe v. Wade. They don't want their filthy, big, fat turtle face in their doctor's office making their choices shoving their Republican noses in between their doctors and themselves. They don't want to do, they don't want that. The majority, an overwhelming majority. But Republicans won't care. It's a, it matters not to them. It will, it pleases their base. Or something? I don't know. And that's why you can't... You really can't have a functioning society that is run by right-wingers because they don't want a functioning society. You have to want it, right? You have to be able... You have to want it. You have to be capable of it. And they're about entrenching power for the 1%. It, it's all down to it, dragging us back. Now, I, I mean, it's not just past the American Revolution. We're going straight to the Dark Ages. And it could happen. Oh, yeah. It doesn't... Uh, history is not linear. Just because we have protections and guarantees, they doesn't mean they're guaranteed. Of course not. Oh my God, there's just so much going on. That's why I need a show every day. And I'm losing my voice. Will you please become a patron? God damn it. Who's going to be a patron? Will we have any more patrons? We haven't had new patrons in weeks. In fact, we've lost patrons. Like I said... All right, I'm trying to think. Where is this? I'm losing my voice. Shit. 
Let me see. Here's something that scared the F out of me. Wait, let me see. Somebody just texted me. What? What? Wait, hold on. I have to respond to this. <laughs> That's what I say. Become a patron. Well, I let's see. All right. Fine. I'm back. Thank you. <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Me, me. I have a choice. <laughs> All right, let's do this one. Hold on. Me, 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 me. Some worry about judicial nominees' ties to a religious group. Amy Coney Barrett, President Trump's nominee for a seat on the United States Court of Appeals. Well, this is from 2017. One of President Trump's Judicial nominees became something of a hero to religious conservatives after she was grilled at the Senate hearing this month over whether her Roman Catholic faith would influence her decisions on the bench. This is from this is by Lori Goldstein in the New York Times from 2017. When we were young, the nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, a law professor up for an appeals court seat, had raised the issue herself in articles and speeches over the years. The Democratic senators on the Judiciary Committee zeroed in on her writings and, in the process, prompted accusations that they were engaged in religious bigotry. Of course. Not that they were protecting the, a free democratic society. You see what, what the Democrats, what the mealy-mouthed, wanted both ways kind of Democrats, the middle of the road Democrats who want to please Wall Street and pretend to please Main Street, the ones who like their bribes, <clears throat> they have to pretend instead of being staunch advocates and unapologetic advocates for the separation of church and state. What is wrong with just saying it's not about, you know, of course my filthy, disgusting Republican colleagues are going to lie and say this is about uh, religious bigotry. It is not. It's not about religious bigotry. It's about protecting democracy, about the separation of church and state. For thousands of years, our ancestors endured west in western civilization we have history a whole history of what it is like to live in a country with church and state intertwined that is why the founders rebelled partly and created a system with a separation of church and state so we don't so we learn those lessons we don't have to fight religious wars. We don't have to, you know, what happened in, in, in Western civilization for thousands of years? Hundred, uh, look at the Engl English history. Every freaking monarch, either you were, well, it was Catholic, 
then you were Protestant, Catholic, back and forth. All the wars, burning at the stake for um, religion. What would they call it? What do you call it uh, when you're not, you know what I mean? Heretic. They would say, oh, they're a heretic. That one's a heretic. This one's a heretic. Every time somebody would get the, a new um, monarch, oh, we let's get a Catholic monarch. Oh, no, let's get a Protestant monarch. And fighting, constantly fighting. Who's going to be... Uh, Who's going to be burned at the stake? How many people had to die needlessly? This is what we're trying to prevent. The American experiment is, isn't just a, uh, a mini re- freaking representation of the same system the founders left behind. Jesus Christ. Just explain it. Say, No. I question whether anybody uh, who is uh, such a religious zealot is capable of being objective because I'm a patriot. Period. End of sentence. What the hell is wrong with that? You don't say, oh, I love, I'm, I'm religious, I go to church every damn day. God bless America and apple pie, but I, I'm not a bigot. I'm not a bigot. See, Amy, I really love that you're Catholic. I'm Catholic too, and let's be Catholic together, but I'm, I'm concerned. My Catholic is, faith is private, and I love the Pope, and we're all in, uh, we all love Jesus, don't we? What is, the, why do you have to trip over yourselves? Because they have to pretend. And it is all of this pandering to conservatives and the right wing. That's why we're in this boat. Just say, I question um, this. uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm questioning her along this line because I'm a patriot. Are you saying I'm not a patriot? No, but I'm saying that there is a a line of separation between church and state, and it has to be maintained for the sake of democracy, of the diverse democracy that we were entrusted with, and it's one of the 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 pillars of democracy, along with the press, along with the separation of powers. All of that's, we have a duty to protect it. So if you're interested in erasing that line, you're dragging us back to the system the founders rebelled against. Put it like that. And let them whine about it. Thank you, Ls214, for your super chat. Okay. This, the nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, a law professor up for an appeals court seat, had raised the issue herself in article speeches and speeches over the years. The Democratic senators on the Judiciary Committee zeroed in on her writings and in the process prompted accusations that they were engaged in religious bigotry. And for then they should have went like this in response. 
The dogma lives loudly in you, declared Senator Dianne Feinstein, Democrat of California, in what has become an infamous phrase. Senator Orrin Hatch, Republican of Utah, accused his colleagues of employing an unconstitutional religious test for office. Oh yeah, this is what they do, because every day is opposite day. No, it's not a religious test. We are trying to protect us from you and your religious tests. Miss Barrett told the senators that she was a faithful Catholic and her religious beliefs would not affect her decisions. Bullshit. But her membership in a small, tightly knit Christian group called People of Praise never came up at the hearing and might have led to an even more intense questioning. Some of the group's practices would surprise many faithful Catholics. Members of the group swear a lifelong oath of loyalty called a covenant to one another and are assigned and are accountable to a personal advisor called a head for men and a handmaid for women. You kidding me? What's with these right-wingers and their oaths? They're always taking an oath to somebody, but not the United States. Oh, they take the oath. Twitler took an oath, too, to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States that he's wiping his ass with. They're filthy liars. But they take an oath to Grover Norquist. They take an oath to... What they also they took an oath to the Heritage Foundation. They took an oath to uh, overturn Obamacare. They took an oath to never raise taxes. They're always taking oaths that tie this country. Uh, I don't know uh, to the damn train tracks. Called a head for men and a handmaid for women. Who wants to be in a friggin' organization that you have to become accountable to a personal advisor called a handmaid? That's why they're calling her Aunt Lydia. And really, they're not... Um, they're, they don't realize... You know, the fascists don't realize it, really, sometimes. Well, at least not in this country. At least, like, in Italy, they call themselves fascists. Here, they call themselves republicans. Current and former members say that the heads and handmaids give directions on important decisions, including whom to date, marry, date or marry, where to live, whether to take a job or buy a home, or how to raise your children. Well, that sounds normal. Legal, you know, they're all free, right? They're all about freedom and individualism, except when they're checking in with their handmaid. But maybe we'll all get a handmaid. I hope my handmaid's hot. But, oh, that'll be a no-no, I'm sure. Legal scholars said that such loyalty odes... (laughs) could raise legitimate questions about a judicial nominee's independence and impartiality. The scholar said in interviews that while there certainly was no religious test for office, it would have been relevant for the senators to examine what it meant 
for a judicial nominee to make an oath to a group that could wield significant authority over its, its members' lives. These groups can become so absorbing that it's difficult for a person to retain individual judgment, said Sarah Barringer Gordon, Sarah Barringer Gordon, a professor of constitutional law and history at the University of Pennsylvania. I don't think it's discriminatory or hostile to religion to want to learn more, she said about her relationship to the group. Miss Barrett, through a spokesman at the Notre Dame Law School, where she is on the faculty, declined several requests to be interviewed for this article. A leader of the People of Praise, Craig S. Lent, you can't make it up, said that the group was not nefarious or controversial, but that its policy was not to confirm whether Miss Barrett or anybody else was a member. It's a secret society, I guess, right? Those are always going over so well. Here is the Republican Party who they're all um, overly hyper. They're hypersensitive about all kinds of conspiracies and cults going on in government infiltrating government, Bilderberg, and uh, all kinds of tinfoil hat, QAnon. But here we have a, 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 a conspiracy right in front of our eyes. They don't see the reality right in front of their faces because it's working out for them. They like it. They want to destroy democracy. Oh, they'll never say that's what they're doing. They'll say they're doing it. They love America. They love it, just like the Germans love Germany. We saw the f- newsreels. We saw how they cheered. Well, at least Twitler's in the minority. He's still... I mean, they're just a minority. They are a minority party. They have no business being in the majority. They can only do this by cheating. But minorities, th- it's what happens in um, autocratic takeovers. It's not being a majority party or in, um, infl- or it, what do you call it, or having the support of the, mi- the majority of the citizens is not the issue. You don't need the support of the majority. You just need... A, bu- a loud minority that is willing to do anything. And haven't the Republicans taught us anything by now? That they're willing to do anything? That there, is, there are no lines they will not cross? That there are no norms? That they're not actually working for democracy? They're not working for the majority. Not no um, mandate. They don't have a mandate. They're not working for the American people. They're not considering. Oh well, we can't do this because the majority of people don't want it. No, that's not their issue. They don't care about that. Oh boy. We, here's, uh, Mr. Lent says, we don't try to control people. 
uh, Mr. Lent, who is also a professor of electrical engineering and physics at Notre Dame. And there's never any guarantee that the leader is always right. You have to discern and act in the Lord. He later added, if and when members hold political offices or judicial offices or administrative offices, we would certainly not tell them how to discharge their responsibilities. By all accounts, Miss Barrett appears headed for confirmation to the United States Courts of Appeals. God help us. Oh, shit. Miss Barrett, 45. Hold on to your hat. Well, that was two years ago. So, you know, this bitch is going to fuck us up for the rest of our lives. This bitch is going to drag us back to the dark ages. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Women will start, start dying in back alleys again. We'll be finding them in hotel rooms. They'll be they'll be poor women, of course. You see, Republicans will never do what is actually needed to reduce the numbers of abortions. Because here's the the truth. Truth has no nothing to do with it. But abortions, um, when you legislate against abortion, it doesn't reduce the numbers of abortions. There are always the same numbers of abortions or women seeking abortions. It only reduces the, the, uh, you know, the safe, the medically safe access to abortion. It reduces the number of, well, it increases the dead women. So legislating against abortion is not how to reduce abortion. So the fact is it's, it's misogyny, it's stupidity, it's control. We know that if it was really about babies, then the cons would, we wouldn't have, um, we would have a, a, a more ec- fair and equitable civilization. We would have universal health care. We would have universal education, higher education. We would have living wages. We would have retirement security. We would have days off, maternity leave like the rest of the world. If it was really about reducing the numbers of abortion, if it was really about the babies, it wouldn't be, um, you're on your own. Oh, you're born? You're on your own. It would be, we have a vested interest in having a civilization. So we, that's what we cultivate. But here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, we have uh, an illegitimate death cult controlling the country despite receiving fewer votes. And we have an opposition party that is goddamn feckless 
that is in de denial, delusion? I, I have no idea. How Cory Booker, how the hell does he really, he has the, he, the balls to get on corporate media and ask an appeal to the decency of Republicans? Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, what? Tell me a, another fantasy. Good story, but it's I've seen this movie before. It sucks. It's not a good story. It's a shitty story. It's a bullshit story. Oh, we're going to appeal to the decency... Look at my furrowed brow. It's really not nice of them to say one thing and now they're doing another. It's just not nice. Trump says he will announce his nominee this Saturday. And Lindsey Graham, the Look chair of the face. Judiciary Committee, as you know, has said he wants an expedited hearing and a vote uh, within the next few weeks before we hit Halloween yep. and certainly before the election. Uh, Democrats don't appear to have the votes to do anything about that right now. Look at my face. Do you think differently? I'm very concerned. No, we don't appear to have the votes uh, to do oh, anything about it right now. We still don't know where everyone stands. And so it's going to be a long shot. We're going to do everything to we can to try to appeal uh, to their sense of decency. Uh, that you can't just a matter of months ago, as Lindsey Graham you did. You can't. You just uh, can't do that. Say that there's a standard. Say that you uphold it. Tell people to use your words against you what? Uh, uh, on this matter. And then have them uh, suddenly flip just and, and change that. How, uh, as we said earlier, fair. this is delegitimizing and politicizing the Supreme Court in a way uh, that will be so uh, to our democracy. Again, you cannot have two different standards. Again, one for Donald Trump and one for Barack Obama. You can't? Because in that case, what you're doing, in effect, is giving Donald, uh, giving Barack Obama a three-year term what? That's uh, in just terms of the Supreme fair. Court. And, 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 uh, uh, President Trump a five-year term. Wow, that, so that's so. Really at that's a, not a, right. A painful moment right now, and I think Democrats are going to continue to appeal uh, to the sense of honor that when someone gives their word, Oops. as Lindsey Graham did, gives their they word, can't just break it uh, and think that you're going to be breaking more than your word, but really cracking and damaging uh, our sacred institutions like the Supreme Court. I know you've heard some. Oh wow! <laughs> oh man, that is some. Open mic night on corporate media. Good. I mean, you got to work on that routine a little. Uh, there has to be the thing about comedy. There has to be a um, that's to be a grain of truth in it for it to really hit home. Appeal uh, to their sense of decency uh, that you can't just a matter of months ago as Lindsey Graham did. Uh, say that there's a standard, say that you uphold it, tell people to use your words against you uh, uh, on, on this matter, and then have them uh, suddenly flip and, and change that. Uh, as we said earlier, this is delegitimizing and politicizing the Supreme Court in a way it's just uh, that will be delegitimizing and politicizing the court. And you just can't do that. You can't say one thing one day and feel the and do the next thing the next day. You just can't do it. It's delegitimizing. <laughs> just a matter of months ago, as Lindsey Graham did, 
uh, say that there is a standard, say that you will uphold it, tell people to use your words against you uh, uh, on this matter, and then have them uh, suddenly flip and, and change that. Uh, as we said earlier, this is delegitimizing and politicizing the Supreme Court in a way uh, that will be so damaging. So uh, damaging. That will be so... It's not that it has been damaged. Oh, my God. Somebody help me. If you're somebody that can help me. <laughs> I need somebody to help me. Somebody. I'm screaming out to my ancestors in Ireland. Come get me, Granny. What are you doing, Granny? I, if I could go back in time, you know. I would just go back in time and say, don't get on that boat, bitch. So, yes, here's another. We'll We'll read this and then we'll... We'll get unconscious, and then we'll do it again tomorrow. 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube. Remember to hit the freaking notification bell. Subscribe to the channel. That helps. Share the freaking thing. I can't stand it. Will somebody listen to me? Francis. Tara Jr. Nobody listens to me. Tara Jr. Tara Jr. Oh, I hear movement. Tara Jr. Oh, look, Francis came. Francis, get over here. Come here. Come here. Oh, now he ran. Son of a bitch. No one listens to me. Tara Jr. Francis. Son of a bitch. All right. Oh, well, let's listen. Before I read this article, uh, let's try to make ourselves feel a little better by a couple of things. Let's watch Trump being booed. I enjoyed that immensely. Hold on, let me get this. Here we go. <laughs> Boo. Boo, bitch. Oh, look at little bitch Melania standing there. Thinking about ways to fuck up the White House garden. Vote him out. Aww. His little peewee heart is hurt. He's not surrounded by his cult. Don't worry, honey. I will... I will kill them. I will order Putin to kill them. Don't worry, honey. I was gonna say I would... I'll have sex with you, but you know that. That ain't happening. Ha ha. That's what happens when you're out the bubble of your Trump cult. 
Everybody hates you. Everybody hates you. Everybody who is anybody. Oh, look at us. We have to go behind the pillar. We're sad. No, there's the cult isn't here. I have to stand here with my tiny eyes and my tiny dead eyes and my double chin. Like a giant baboon. Without... Without the class. Ha ha! Boo! Oh, look at them. See how he's hiding behind the pillar? I wish there was another angle on this. Why didn't they get another angle? He's standing there. What are you standing? Oh, I can't wait to overturn everything you ever worked for. You're not going to be even in the ground. Oh, I think that's a that's a uh, shifty shift deal. When she said that she wanted her dying wish, um, wanted to us to abide by her dying wish to not fill her seat until after a new president is elected. Oh yeah, that's um. She's a liar. Her granddaughter is lying. That sounds like a shifty shift deal. Everything is lying. Everyone's lying but him. So, where's your decency? Where's your decent Republicans? <laughs> oh, I'm hiding behind this pillar. Where's your cult? Oh, they're not there. The dumb cult. Remember when he had to go... When he went... Where did he go? When he was booed at the... At the... I think it was a baseball game. I don't remember. Who cares? I don't watch sports. And he was booed at the baseball game. And then he had to go. He went somewhere else. He had to find many different venues. He finally found... Alabama, I think they they cheered him. Oh, good. He had to go to all different stadiums. Remember, you because you know what happened. What happened was he got he was mad. The little fragile, little narcissist, the 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 seventy three four whatever age he is year old toddler, was hurt, and all of the White House, the staff, instead of Worrying about the impending pandemic barreling down at us or the fact that the middle class sunk below 50% of the population and we have a wider income gap than ancient Rome. So they had to get on the phone and find another game for Twitler to go to. Find all different venues. You know, because it's not real work of government to do. There is only pleasing the dim leader. So let's find a venue in Alabama. Because you know the Alabama-bamas are going to cheer. I don't know why. Because a lot of racist assholes in Alabama. They don't get out much. I mean, uh, they do, they do like my blue state tax dollars. But... They don't really um, get out much. 
<sighs> and the other thing I wanted to play that I found f nice. Where is it? When Lindsey Graham, that was good. Lindsey was crying that they that he needed money. Lindsey Graham. Oh, look, the <laughs> Every single hour, this is the Lincoln Project. I'm just describing it for people on the podcast. Every single hour in South Carolina, Lindsey Graham is violently outfunded. Violently. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Lindsey Graham won in 2014. That's Lady Graham to you. But this year, it might be too late. For just pennies a day, you can save Lindsey Graham's Senate race. <laughs> Help me. They're killing me money-wise. Help me. Help me. Well, he was on Fox News. Here we go. Help me. I need... Oh, somebody made a... I don't want to see that. I wanted to see the clip. What is this? No, I don't think he's a xenophobic, race-baiting, religious... Whatever. I'm so sick of them all. Eh, I can't find it. I wanted to find him. He's on Fox News crying about he. everybody hates his guts and he's being violently out-fundraised. Oh, here we go. Dollars, My opponent will raise almost a hundred million dollars, Ainsley. Yeah, because you suck. Most a hundred million dollars, Ainsley. In Ainsley, the state of South Carolina, the most money ever spent in the history of the state. Oh my God! Race was by me. My gracious, my stars. He spent thirteen million. He raised six million dollars. Yeah, bitch. And we're coming Ginsburg for you. Passed away within seventy-two hours. And God bless Justice Ginsburg. Yeah, for right. Celebrating her life. I appreciate yeah, sure you are, bitch. To announce the replacement, but I shut your hole. Financially, you hear this? this you hear how he has to? fit in i i have i i've blessed her life and i swear that trump is doing the right thing by waiting a day before she's even put in the ground to announce the replacement who will erase her entire legacy just ginsburg we're celebrating her life i appreciate waiting this saturday to announce the replacement but i'm being killed financially this money is because they hate my guts <laughs> you're right isn't that nice if Republicans, they 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 won't take that as a um, opportunity to look at themselves. Why? Why would anybody hate your guts? Could it be that you're a filthy? I don't know. So many things. Well, he's closet case, hypocrite, liar, kiss up, kick down enabler of fascism self-dealing self-serving POS I don't know could it be that we're sick of your shit and maybe maybe it's enough in the arms of an angel 
Where's my people? Where is everybody? Oh, here you are. Where is everybody? I want to know. Oh, Shannon, another super chat. Thank you, Shannon. You are amazing. The Shannon is the only super chatter. Maybe we don't have a lot of people here. Cause, oh, and then they're going to say, because you're a loser. Well, whatever. Where am I? Who am I? What am I? Where are you? Who are we? I'm looking for you. Okay. Nobody cares. Let's see. Um, here we go. I feel sorry for Americans. A baffled world watches the U.S. For Myanmar. I can't say that. Myanmar. How do you pronounce that? Myanmar. I can't say it. It's too many M's and N's close to mine mine or whatever canada people are asking how did a superpower allow itself to be felled by a virus and why won't the president commit to a peaceful transfer of power by hannah beach bangkok september 25th 2020 mayan myanmar yeah myanmar is a poor country struggling with open ethnic warfare and a coronavirus outbreak that could overload its broken hospitals. That hasn't stopped its politicians from commiserating with a country they think has lost its way. Commiserating, wait, yes, with a country, yes. I feel sorry for Americans, says Yu Mit U, a member of parliament. But we can't help the U.S. because we are a very small country. The same sentiment prevails in Canada, one of the most developed countries. Two out of three Canadians live within about 60 miles of the American border. Personally, it's like watching the decline of the Roman Empire. Hello, says Mike Bradley. What have I been saying? The mayor of Sarnia, an industrial city on the border with Michigan, where locals used to venture for lunch. It is like the decline of the Roman. It's really like the decline of the Roman Republic. Amid the pandemic and in the run-up to the presidential election, much of the world is watching the United States with a mix of shock, chagrin, and most of all, bafflement. How did a superpower allow itself to be felled by a virus? And after nearly four years, during which President Trump has praised authoritarian leaders and obscenely dismissed some other countries as insignificant and crime-ridden, is the United States in danger of exhibiting the same traits as he has disparaged? The U.S. is a first world country, but is acting like a third world country, says Yu Ang Thu Nian, a political al- analyst in Myanmar. Sorry. Adding to the sense of bewilderment, Mr. Trump has refused to embrace an indispensable principle of democracy. Dodging questions whenever he will commit a dodging questions whether he will commit to a peaceful transfer of power after the the November election should he lose. His demural combined with his frequent attacks on the balloting process earned a rebuke from Republicans bullshit, including Mitt Romney, senator from Utah bullshit. 
He... A rebuke? Oh, they said, don't worry, there'll be a peaceful trans... What are you going to do on November 4th? We know what they're going to do. Fall in line. Romney says, fundamental to democracy is peaceful transition of power. That's why we squat in the White House despite receiving fewer votes in uh, two goddamn generations. Without that, there is Belarus, says Romney. In Belarus, where tens of thousands of people have faced down the police after a widely disputed re-election last month of President Alexander Lukashenko, Mr. Trump's remarks sounded familiar. It reminds me of Belarus when a person cannot admit defeat and looks for any means to prove that he can't lose, says Kirill Kabalensko. What's with? Come on. A 29-year-old opposition activist and actor. This is a warning sign for any democracy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Some others in Europe are confident that American institutions are strong enough to withstand the assault. No, they're not. That's my editorial comment. I have no doubt in the ability of the constitutional structures of the United States and uh, their systems of checks and balances. Bullshit. When one, when two of the checks and balance, well, three, the Supreme Court are not checks and balances, but enablers, plus the other institutions like the Department of Justice, the Postal Service, everything the Republicans touch, they have destroyed. Still... Well, that's what uh, Angela Angela Merkel said. I have system. I have faith. Whatever. Still, that the president of the United States, the very country that shepherded the birth of Germany's own peaceful democracy of, after the defeat of the Third Reich, was wavering on the sanctity of the electoral process, has been met with disbelief and dismay. The dimin the the dominion oh God what is wrong with me? The United States global image began uh the diminution I can't say these words I'm sorry. Diminution see I have to hear them first. Diminution of the United States global image began before the pandemic as Trump administration officials snubbed international accords and embraced an America first policy now through its reputation seems to be in a free fall a pew research center poll of 13 countries found that over the past year nations including canada japan australia germany have been viewing the united states in a negative light in the most negative light in years in every country surveyed the vast majority of respondents fought thought the United States was doing a bad job with the pandemic. Of course, because they have eyes. Oh, get up here. Get up here. I need this cat right now. There he is. There he is, everyone. Cara Jr. Jr. Are you okay? What's going on? Are you okay?
Okay. Such global disapproval historically has applied to countries with less open political systems and strongmen in charge. But people from just the kind of developing countries that Mr. Trump has mocked say the signs coming from the United States are ominous. A disease unchecked, mass protests over racial and social inequality, and a president who seems unwilling to pledge support for the tenets of electoral democracy. Mexico, perhaps more than any other country, has been a target of Mr. Trump's ire, with the president using using it as a campaign punching bag and vowing to make Mexicans pay for a border wall. Now they're feeling a new emotion that's taken over their anger and bewilderment, sympathy. We used to look to the U.S. for democratic governance and inspiration, says Eduardo Bojarguez, the director of Transparency International Mexico. Sadly, this isn't the case anymore. Being great, quote-unquote, is simply not enough. (laughs) Being great. Well, we were great. Uh, great? What? Great? Everything that we were made us great, Republicans destroyed. They hate everything great, including our diversity, our nation of immigrant status, our adherence to laws and standards that, that respect, at least on paper, human rights. Jesus Christ. All right, this is a a long-ass article. The world sees the dismantling of social cohesion within American society and the mess in managing COVID, said Yeni Wahid, an Indonesian political activist, politician and activist. There is a vacuum of leadership that needs to be filled, but America is not fulfilling that leadership role. Trump inspired many dictators, dictators, many leaders who are interested in dictatorship to copy his style, and he has emboldened them. In places like the Philippines, Mexico, and others, elected leaders have been compared to Trump when they've turned to divisive rhetoric, disregarded institutions, intolerant of dissent, and antipathy towards the media. But there is also a sense that Americans are now getting a glimpse of troubles uh, of the people who live in fragile democracies, what they must endure. Now they know what it's like in other countries, violating norms, international trade, and its own institutions, says Eunice Rendon, an expert on migration and security. The most powerful country in the world all of the sudden looks vulnerable already an american passport which once easily allowed access to almost every country in the world is no longer a valuable travel pass because of the coronavirus american tourists are banned from most of europe asia african oceania and latin america Albania, Brazil, and Belarus are among the small group of countries welcoming Americans with no restrictions. 
The State Department has tried to play up its role in battling the coronavirus overseas, even as the U.S. struggled to supply its own doctors and nurses with adequate equipment. In March, the United States provided 10,000 gloves and 5,000 surgical masks, among other medical supplies, to, to Thailand, which today has recorded fewer than 3,520 3, coronavirus cases and 59 deaths. Despite the low caseload, most Thais continued to wear face masks in public, and the country never even suffered a mask shortage. Because Twitler's an idiot. Though the American people's generosity and the U.S. government's actions, the United States continues to demonstrate Global leadership in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic by sending out random masks to people who don't need it. That's my editorial. In Cambodia, which reports largely being spared by the virus, there's a measure of schadenfreude towards the United States. Prime Minister Hun Sen has survived as Asia's longest-serving leader by cracking down on dissent and cozying up to China. He has turned his back on America because it often came with conditions to improve human rights. Now, he and his administration are ridiculing the United States and its handling of the pandemic. He has many nuclear weapons, Sak Isan says, a spokesman for Mr. Hun Sen's Cambodian People's Party. But he is careless with a disease that cannot be seen. So, I thought that they were all laughing at us before. Huh. Now dictators are emulating us. And authoritarians who hate America, they're turning to China for aid. And thumbing their nose at American leadership. Oh, there you go. Making the world safe for democracy. All right, guys, what a world. Tomorrow, I'll be taking attendance. Okay, we're going to meet back here at 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. Okay, I need to rest my voice. Hopefully, we'll have more shows. If you want more shows become a patron or you can subscribe to the channel you can i don't know who cares right look at this cat look at this cat let's okay look at this cat everybody yes 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 look at you you're being streamed live, Tara Jr. Jr. He doesn't like being held like a baby. I know, I'm sorry. You're too irresistible not to be held like a baby. Look at this cat, everybody. Here, look at this. Look at this napkin. Kill that napkin. Kill it. Get it. Get it. 
Let's watch again. Let's see. Look at this napkin and kill it. Oh, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> it is goddamn addicting watching a cat. Look at it. Get it, get it. Kill that napkin. Mm -mm. Get it, get it, Tara Jr., get it. You're a good boy. That's my hand. Get it. Oh my god. <laughs> he got that really fast. Watch this. Get this napkin. It's coming. It's getting you. Oh my god. <laughs> Is that the funniest thing? Come on. Kill it. You want this napkin? I know you do. Oh my god. You got it. Wait, that's my hand. Get it? Get it? Oh. <laughs> I love how he brings it right to his mouth. Get it? Oh. <laughs> Don't eat it. It can't be good. Get it? <laughs> what? You see, wouldn't this be a better show? Just if we had a normal society. Ah, that's my hand. No, that's my hand. <laughs> He's not really biting. Ow. Ow. Look, 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 look. Get it. Get it. Get that napkin. Get it. Get it. Oh. Come on. All right, this can go on all night. Kill the tissue. Yes, people are cheering you on. Come on, come on. Yes, we got to get him ready for the revolution. It's a Republican. Republicans are coming. It's a Republican napkin. Get it. Here comes the Republicans. What do you do? Watch. We're going to train him. This is Antifa training. All right. First day at Antifa boot camp. All right. Here comes a fascist. Okay. What do you do, Tara Jr.? What do you do? <laughs> yes! That's what you do. You take that napkin. You eat that napkin. Oh! Oh, are you not? Here, here, here. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. <laughs> Antifa boot camp. This napkin is a Republican. Okay? Remember that. Here it comes. Get it. That's right. Good cat. Good cat. Oh! All right, my friends. Look at this cat. <laughs> Look at this cat. Get it. Get it. Oh, my God. 
All right, we'll do this whole show tomorrow. The show will have more cats eating napkins, paper napkins, and get it, get it, get it. Look what he did, actually. Do you see this scratch? That was an accident. You know what he does, this cat? He jumps on my back. So he tried to jump on my back, and he fell. And he held onto my arm. All right. All right, I'll put you down. Training. More training later. He didn't mean it. But he... He jumps on my back, this cat. And look at me. Now I'm covered in hair. All right, my friends. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for the therapy for the resistance. Become a patron at patreon.com if you care to have a show and more cats eating napkins and Antifa training 101. And what else? I don't know. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to take attendance tomorrow. We'll see who's here. I want to thank you all for your super chats. Thank you, Shannon, for your multiple super chats. Shannon wins the super chat. She's the queen of the super chats tonight. And Patricia, thank you for your super chat. Haiku, thank you for your super chat and for moderating the chat room. Thank you, Els214, for your super chat. And how about that? Yes. And thank you, Covert White Rabbit, for your super chat. Yeah. My friends, thank you for hanging out. Remember what I tell you. We, liberals, normal people, we are the real patriots. We are are the real uh yeah i just got distracted when someone said look at that cat." <laughs> what eve on the chat see you thanks look at the cat exactly what i'd say for hours <laughs> it could have happened we could have had we could have had hours of that look at this cat <laughs> it's very addicting to look at the cat it's very cute and it's good for my blood pressure. So, but we're going to need some more training. That cat's going to need some more Antifa training to really attack those napkins, those, those fascist napkins. All right, my friends, my name is Tara Devil. Thank you for hanging out. And we will meet back here tomorrow, Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And in the meantime, remember, we are on the right side of history. We are the real patriots. And we're on the right side of decency and democracy. And we, we stick together, we win. That's another way of saying e pluribus unum. And remember, remember... 
the fifth of well the fourth of November. I will see you tomorrow night.